That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright everyone, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Today we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of new stuff going on, and we want to get our New York Comic Con recap out of the way as well. I was on the ground over there with Grumpy Grumps and LPC, um, and we got a lot of things to talk about. Real quick, I just want to say, hey, for our listeners, first of all, thanks for listening so much. Thanks for tuning in, supporting, you know, kicking it with us. Um, if you guys have a chance, rate and review us on iTunes because, um, you know, we would love to get... Get the word out more, and that's a good way to do it. And also, <laughs> because no one's f-ing doing it. <laughs> and uh, if you rate and review us, we'll read it on the show, and we'll have a lot of fun with that, despite what you say. So you know, it doesn't matter. So Even just, if it's mean, I want I want a mean. Yeah, we. So <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's where Robo Rich handles all of that. But hey, man, let me get the roster out of the way. First of all, we got we got our brothers in the building. Um, we got Grumpy Grumps returning. Grump with me. <laughs> We fight grump, grump with me. With me. Hashtag grump with me. You know, we, we finally, Hashtag he needs some sleep. <laughs> we finally got our boy Legends of Lego Batman in the building. Jay, what's up? What up? All the way from Cali. Nice, California. We got Grandpa Batman from Dallas, Texas. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> you, sound, you sound like something out of Fargo. <laughs> we got um, Arkham Asylum LPC over in Dirty Jers. Fuck's sake, Scott. And we got Big Robo Rich from the bonfires of Detroit. Fuck's sake, Scott. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, man. Crack. Oh, so recap, man. Still, you know, we still got that con fatigue going on from New York Comic Con. I was on the ground covering it. We had LPC and the Grumpy Grumps in the building. Um, good Comic Con as usual. You guys, what were the highlights for you guys, real quick? Less, um, less cosplayers than years past. A lot yeah. more subdued. I think so. Yeah. You know what? Um, I did. We didn't see that many Harleys. Um, no. And uh, and we and, <laughs> don't worry. You where were you guys? Halloween, dude. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we were in different... I know, but... uh, And the Harleys we did see, the majority of them were pretty good, actually. Um, yeah. There weren't no half-assed ones or whatever. I saw a lot of Wonder Woman cosplay. A lot of Wonder Woman. Look real good, boy. Let me tell you. Mm, a lot of good Wonder Woman cosplay. <laughs> Wonder thighs up in it. Um, Very few Deadpools. Yeah, no, actually, yes. I've seen the Deadpool meeting uh, at New York Comic Con where they, I guess they all meet up to take oh, a picture. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... There weren't. There were enough of them. I wouldn't say it was overwhelming, but you know there were enough of them. Um, so yeah, cosplay was pretty good. Um, and uh, we got we got around talking to a lot of different companies. Our friends at Sideshow Collectibles and our friends at uh, D- uh, Diamond Select Toys. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over those interviews momentarily for you guys. But um, like as far as merch, what were the highlights for you guys? Like collectibles that were on display, what like smacked you in the face and was like, I need to hit that pre-order button as soon as possible. <laughs> that bane, to be honest, yeah, that, that, 
That Bane is yeah. fucking sick. Dude. Yeah, that's, that's so good. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. That Bane, even Grump, even the Grumpler was standing in front of it, contemplating that that red button man. <laughs> Salivate. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm not. <laughs> I can't hit that button, but it, the highlight of the show was uh, in terms of Batman merchandise, the Bane. Yeah, I, I, I was just a beautiful piece. Sideshow was kind enough to um, talk to me about the piece, uh, but just to go over, like they they had um, there were a lot of reveals. There was um, this life size Darth Vader bust, and there was a uh, Venom and Carnage they just revealed at New York Comic Con. But like that Bane was the centerpiece on their ground floor, Sideshow's ground floor at New York Comic Con. It was just now that we finally see the painted version of this bane statue um it's just it was masterful man they they put so much work and thought into this one oh man <laughs> i'm so interested in seeing how much that thing's gonna go for because it is massive i think it's over 23 inches in height um just unreal the paint application is unreal the venom tube um the the, the pants yeah the pants yeah. the sculpt on the belt uh the boots just the the pores and the muscles, the insane. It's it's crazy how they went with that Bane, and uh, we've been waiting a long time for a comic accurate Bane statue in general in the collecting world. So that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, when, they when, also had that nice uh, Lobo. Yeah, they had. Know if it was a statue, dude. That yeah. looks really good. Their six scale game is crazy too. Sideshow right now between that Lobo is unreal. The detail, like he was even, um, like he, like you guys are hearing in the interview, even the leather jacket or the cut leather jacket and the, the pins and I think the zippers and the the detail, <laughs> it's insane. They they went crazy with Lobo, but I'll, I'll tell you, man. Bite me, fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that thing. <laughs> he, he said he actually. Uh, That's so good. They man. mentioned that, but that um, that six scale comic book Daredevil figure by Sideshow. Oh, Gramps, man, what's up, man? You get you getting ready, Gramps, to slam that freaking button, pound that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've seen it in person, man. That thing's gorgeous. What would you think, uh, Grumps and LPs? Uh, it looks great. Definitely yeah. look great. Must have. If you yeah. love the TV show. Let, wait, did Legends, did they have that at a San Diego Comic-Con? Or was it just the Netflix one? I, I can't remember. I don't recall if they had them both. For sure they had the Netflix one. Yeah, the Netflix was great, too. Oh man! Did they have the uh, that Wolverine on display? Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah, that, that looks good. good. The yeah. Wolverine, the Punisher. They they're each like two fifty though. I think they come with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Man, they're um they're they're masterful, man. They they've put so much work. Like you'll hear in the interview, I was talking to him and how it, it's important that Sideshow has this license because Hot Toys has the movies covered with six scale, but Sideshow has the comic book world now covered in six scale like they're going through all of them and uh, and they're doing a great job at it they're really i'm hoping one of them if they do an iron fist i'll grab it oh immediately yeah. going all fist. oh shit. you know Bucking <clears throat> in. I, i'm so i'm i'm thrilled to see uh all the new daredevil merch that's coming out it's like you know he's finally getting his due and a lot of people are rediscovering the character and and hopefully they're they're reading the comics again um because i really from it's sad but a lot of times uh a film can can kill a character as far as his fan base and a lot of people that were just kind of like you know teeter-tottering with with liking daredevil just 
completely dropped off whenever the the Ben Affleck movie, you know, wasn't, you know, all that great. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, you know, it it's cool to see what Marvel and Netflix are doing with with these characters now and and we're finally getting some quality collectibles that uh, you know, that fans have waited for for a long time. And all I keep thinking about now is that it would be the perfect time, like maybe in 2017, for DC and Marvel to do a new crossover with Batman and Daredevil. Because they've got the team of writers and the team of artists that are that are waiting, that could do it so easily. Oh, shit, can I, mean, I get a bomb? I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome. Dustin Wynn has been pitching a story for God knows how long. Yeah. I mean, and... And his prints sell out. He can't keep them in stock, you know, the the Batman and Daredevil prints. And, you know, just imagine if, you know, they put some awesome writers, maybe even bring... Charles Soule and fucking uh, yeah, who, who, Snyder, they're good friends. Yeah, who, 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 put them together. Yeah. Who would you guys want writing Batman and, and da- a Daredevil crossover? Like, would you, Do you think Frank Miller and Azzarello could do a good job on doing I that I would one? love to see Frank Miller do uh, Back on a Daredevil mm. book. That would be that would be he's written Batman and Daredevil. Why not let him go? But um the yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of you know great writers and artists. Brew Baker. Oh yeah, Brew Baker. He's wrote them both too. You need to get yeah. you need to get Remender on something Batman. That guy's a freaking brilliant motherfucker. <laughs> I keep dude, I, I keep putting wow. in his ear he needs to write Justice League Dark. Dude, Remender's on like a whole different level, man. That guy's nuts, man. He is. I think we need to just start hounding on Twitter and all social media uh, to bring Daredevil to Gotham because you're hounding him for every other. Oh, don't worry, boy. I'm all all about. I'm all about bringing him to Gotham, boy. (laughs) Bring Daredevil to Gotham. Bring Daredevil back to Gotham, a new ass bitch. Fuck's sake. No. I mean, do you guys not agree that it's time for, you know, these two characters? Hey, let's team up again. You saw the success with Batman and Ninja Turtles. I mean, people love people love crossovers in 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 these books. So there's DC right now. Yeah, just (laughs) hello. Yeah. Line two DC. Yeah. Uh, publishing, Uh, Publishing, please. Uh, the trunkless okay, says, yeah. the trunkless says, get off your fucking asses and uh, bring Daredevil to Gotham because uh, that's a pleb. Yeah. Uh, camera- yeah. One second. Uh, one second to uh, transfer your call, please. Thank you. <clears throat> it's so cold in the D. <laughs> Who got the armor Batman? Just Bat so far? The Hot Toys? Uh-huh. Oh man! Someone say hot toys. So, uh, oh, here, here we go. go. <laughs> that button, boy. Uh, I know. I know. I that ain't that shit. Oh man! Oh, oh, take it. Oh, take it. Oh, I got an email uh, like two days ago, and it's like sideshow collectibles shipping notice, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look, and it's I'm like, oh fuck! I pre-ordered the standard bat flick, and I forgot about it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, dude. So it's coming. Uh, it said it's coming soon. I think like still- in the next week or two. Yeah. I didn't get an email. Why are you motherfuckers? Did you, you pre-ordered it, right? Yeah, man. No, I, I got it. Forgot that button. Wait, Jason, what was that, Legends? Forgot that button. So wait for mine to convert. I'm on the wait list. You're on the wait list for that? Yeah. Oh, cheers. Yeah, it's, that's the... the wait I guess because everybody, 
everybody who was like, I'm not going to get all of them. If I only get one, I got to get the standard. So I think that's what happened is um, everyone everyone is like, fuck, well, you know, you got to get the one, you got to get the standard. So it's that's why it's that one probably. because the motherfucking Clipper did a review and, and named it his top hot toy of, yeah. of all well, time the at the moment. Too, and like 40,000 yeah. viewers went nuts and started fucking buying them all up. Which man. one was that? The armored one? Just, or no, no, standard, no, the standard, standard one. one. Luckily, wow. though, dude. There's gonna be like fucking. There's gonna be the Suicide Squad yeah, version the of it though. Suicide Squad. So people, yeah. people yeah. can hop on that one and um. Yeah, hop on that. That yeah, imposter just... one. People are already. They already have it. They hit in the button. Oh yeah, they have it over what is... secret base. Hospital. Overseas, yeah. 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 We will get on the Robo Rich plane and hop over and get. That it better there. be in the fucking extended cut. Be... God damn it. Oh shit, yeah. dude! I LPC's swear to God, pissed. Chris, LPC's if that, fucking... if you're. If your fucking theory comes through, I'm blasting that shit all over the internet. Like, yeah, you heard it here first. Fucking launch it. Oh, You're right shit. underneath that uh, Victor Gig thread on Reddit, dude. <laughs> what theory? <Right> there. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Anyway, fucking we're so, so yeah, we're covering all the the mer- the, the merch highlights of New York Comic Con 2016. Uh, one of my favorites as well was uh, Cryptozoic. I think is doing those mugshot busts. Um, yes, dude. dude I them have are the, sick. I have the Harley coming. It's it's the guy told me it's it's pushed back to December, but seeing those things in real life, I don't know if you guys at San Diego Comic Con saw them, but those mugshot no. busts um, by Cryptozoic is that what their their name is? Yeah, or, or Cryptozoic yeah. Entertainment. The concept and the paint application, the sculpt is gorgeous. Um, I got the Harley when she's holding up the uh, the sign, uh, Gotham Police Department with the number and the. The background, um, it just works so well, especially on display. Uh, that was the highlight for me. I've been waiting for that for maybe a year. And uh, Joker one's Wait. really nice too. They have them in like that those old suspenders, like those that really old school gangster look. Um, that one looks. That good. was the first time they showed off the Catwoman. Yeah, that one, that's a new reveal. The Catwoman's a new reveal. So I'm, I asked. That good too. I Were any to... of those being showed off in San Diego? I didn't see any of those. <clears throat> I, I don't think so because you would probably send pictures but um i asked the guy over there and he said i asked him if they're going to keep continuing the line and uh he wasn't sure yet i think they're waiting to see how successful these are but um it looks like they want to especially with um with catwoman just being announced so they had a spinner rack display too that was pretty oh cool. I like saw miniatures that. That, i yeah, forgot that's about that that's abso- that was an awesome concept yeah you sent us pictures of that that's absolutely gorgeous oh god such a great idea i would display that spinner mini spinner rack on a spinner rack yep spinner rack in a spinner rack. um what size are those busts like the what what's the uh, size on those bad boys they're i think they're double d <laughs> Seven to eight inches tall, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the hand statue, the Joker hand statue. Oh, with, with the. Oh, the where it's holding the card? Oh, the card, yeah. Coiling cards, yeah. Let me, yeah. Go, let me go back to our exclusive coverage of the event uh, back on our page and see if there's anything. You know what I really liked was. I mean, dude, I think you guys got it. The, uh, the painted Bane, obviously, was badass looking. I hate to keep saying this, but Mezco, man, you know, they look great in pictures, but when you're right there looking at them. They're fucking insane. That Deathstroke was incredible oh, yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah. I'm kicking well, myself for not getting that armored Batman. Dude, uh, that one, the Mezco? Daredevil, was insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they sold out. Mesco was selling out. But you know what? That you doesn't talked to matter. the shipping department? <laughs> it, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> did that Shadowland Daredevil sell out? I think uh, so. I think it did. It probably did by the end of the weekend, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yo, the armored was gone. The Black Daredevil, gone. Just practical. The armored was gone Saturday morning. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. some yeah. yeah. Robo Rich sent the guy to pick it up, and uh, you know, that was the last one probably. So. You know you know what I really liked? <laughs> I saw that I really liked was by... Uh, the Golden Girls by Funko. 
Dude, I went. That's sold out too. I went looking for you. They were like, that nobody had them. He was like, "Don't worry, Target's gonna get them soon." I don't know if anybody knows. So, dude, just, uh, my, I, I'm, I, I kid you not. I kid you not. My wife was blowing my phone up, saying, "Really? Get, get him Go out on. there, dude. Get him, the the most get these, get these. The most <laughs> unlikely so people were looking for those. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, it's just so funny. It's smart, dude. Like, like you know, because it's a quality piece. And yeah. people dig it's it, like, dude. Dude, yeah, all I'm gonna say hilarious. is whoever created Funko is a genius, genius. A genius. These things are made for like less than ten cents in this yeah. little factory yeah. in China. Dude, they are selling like crack mountains of Funko Pop boxes. Every people go and losing their brains dude, for these things. It's insane. You, you go yeah. yeah. You go online, like go on YouTube and like search Funko collection and you see people's like whole like houses. bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the walls are just from wall to wall, just Funko and they're not stopping. I, man. They're I not stopping. I don't do Funko anymore. I don't fuck that. <laughs> like fuck that. But yeah, no. The, the only Funko's they want like the only one twenty, got... thirty dollars for a Funko. I'm like, fuck out of here, man. Wait, oh. that was the retail at the at the at the Well con? they had um the, the Gotham by Gaslight one for like over twenty. Um, okay, well, that one's kind of badass, though. It is better, but I'm like, shit, <laughs> it no, is. man. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty fucking badass. Not the week it came out, $20. Yeah, yo, Grump was like, chill. Grump was waiting for that panda, yeah. man. Oh, $20. Came out two days ago. <laughs> the uh, you know what? I got to I gotta say real quick. I like where the, where the direction Funko's going. Um, they put out that um, that Lemmy Killmeister um, Motorhead yeah. Funko Pop. Oh God, dude! I, I gotta go get that one from dude, my they, shop because that when when they made Pennywise the dancing clown from it, I knew that Funko was gonna cover everything, anything you want. Yeah. they're gonna cover. Yeah. it. I like and Lemmy is not exactly the best role model for kids either <laughs> exactly. because that dude like like every he he didn't care like he would out, I, I I've drank every day of my life and I smoked and uh, and can't cut back and it's I it's the booze and I love it. And you know what? Like he's the real he deal. I yeah. spent three days with him in a studio here in Dallas, and it no was way. off the wall. Uh, that, yeah. that guy drank. He drank Jack and Coke every day. Dude. He wore the same you, clothes. Too. Couldn't you just yeah. tell he him? He never showered. This is Lemmy, and you're listening to Bad Force Radio. Oh, hold on, I gotta get my dick sucked real quick. <laughs> Last week would have been better. <laughs> but um, um, hey, I'm looking through our our um our feed, and then something that that I saw. Uh, have we talked about the? Kotobukuya, uh, animated series statue with the interchangeable heads and mouths. Was that a new? Was that a nice. new reveal? I know I posted. That I didn't see guys. that. I didn't see that at San Diego. I don't. They didn't show the whole thing up, but I I thought it was at San Diego. Now, right, so I don't think they so. didn't I, show the different uh, pieces of the face. That, um, I remember going. To, was that, I was at the Koto booth a lot in San Diego, and I do not remember that one at all. That Kotobukuya piece um, when I saw it. Uh, I think it's a PVC statue. Uh, nice pose. It's uh, cartoon accurate. I think it it has interchangeable chins and I think eyes as well. I forgot what the picture looked like that I took a it's, picture of. It's uh, uh, it's three different cowls with three different uh, eye expressions yeah. and three or four uh, four different mouths. <laughs> I love how someone so do the math on that. Someone posted uh, on the bad force when I put the picture up. They're like, "Oh, I love that disappointed smile one," and I was laughing. I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like a half smirk kind of a thing from the animated yeah. series." Uh, really good. You know what? Between DC collectibles, Kotobukiya. Monza with that six scale coming out. A um, lot of BTS stuff. Ep Funko's doing it. Yeah. Look at the trend. You know how these um, these companies work. They're in the know. And 
we know that Dini already te- already teased a t- was it a 25th anniversary Blu-ray set for Batman the Animated Series next no, year. He's pushing for it. He's not saying that. I don't think he has control over it. He's just pushing hard for right. it. Be- but I'm seeing a lot of BTAS merch, and I'm just wondering if you know somebody knows something right now that that's being pushed because well, uh, there's a lot of it coming out. It's Especially- yeah, like you said, they know they know what they're doing because Hamill's in the news right now because of all the Star Wars stuff. Um, so they got you know his name's already out there, free promotion. Let's start pumping some other stuff out there. Harley Quinn is out there because of Suicide Squad, so it's another another character, free promotion. You just pump out, you know, pump out product and people are gonna buy it. So yeah. Funko too. They just announced the BTS. Yeah, Funko. BTS line. Um, like the new sculpt or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad because it 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 saves my wallet because they've pumped out enough Dark Knight Returns in the last year to clean me out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now it's yeah. it's, I mean, it's animated series stuff. Yeah. Uh, hey, what would you say had the coolest? Um, like what what space do you think when you guys were there was the biggest draw for you? Like you went you went around after you saw everything. You're like, all right, now I got to go back to this booth because they're like the best. That's oh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Diamond for me, Diamond. I kept going back and I kept looking at that Secretary Harley PVC piece, which looks yeah. amazing. And I kept looking at that Nurse Harley animated series statue oh, that looks. I'm looking gorgeous. at that right now. Um, and the Teddy one, and all the other pieces like the Zatanna PVC piece and the the Joker laughing fish and. And their their display was amazing. I, that's the boot that I kept going back to. They're they're do the statues they're doing right, and they well you're gonna hear it in the interview anyway, and how they they pick from specific things. But yeah, Diamond Diamond had my draw this year. I was definitely looking at that. Um, cool. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're gonna get that into big Come shout on. out to Steve Zimmerman, senior marketing manager at Sideshow Collectibles, and all the friends over at Sideshow Collectibles for taking the time to talk to us about their line of DC premium format stats. Big shout out to Robin and Susan and the whole bunch. I hope they like the cupcakes because uh, there's some good fucking cupcakes, boy. Let me tell you, man. We're gonna, <laughs> From we're, uh, Martha's Bakery, right? Oh, Martha's, yeah. How funny is that? And we're going to hop into uh, their interview right now. All right, Bad Force Radio at New York City Comic Con 2016, and it has just been exciting. We couldn't be more happier to have Sideshow back on the East Coast this year displaying all their goodies. Um, and we, uh, we're lucky enough to have Steve Zimmerman Senior Manager of Marketing here, to um, who's kind enough to take his time to talk with us about all these great pieces coming out from Sideshow. Um, first of all, I just want to say, Steve, thank you. Um, welcome to New York, and uh, how's everything going so far? Uh, it's Everything's going amazing. Um, I, new York Comic Con's been one of my favorite shows for years now. I'm originally a New Yorker, and I'm out on the, um, out on the West Coast now, so whenever I have the chance to get home, this is great. To get home for this kind of reason, even better. Awesome. Ah, oh, native New Yorker, so we're going to have some real fun now. You guys um, are killing it. The truth is, um, I'm just going to get right into the main event. Um, us being the Bat Force, we're the Batman slash DC group connected to all the major um, collecting communities and over in the UK, um, collectors chat over in America, East Asia. And um, recently, the past couple of days, or past two days, uh, the lines have been going crazy. The chat has been all over um, Bane, the reveal of the premium format Bane statue by Sideshow Collectibles. Now with that, we have a fully revealed painted version here at New York Comic Con. Um, can we? We've been waiting for a comic accurate Bane forever. Can you tell us a little bit? Of, can you talk a little bit about the um, evolution of him in terms of the um, visual influence and scale, being that he is pretty much a monster in height and width? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Bane is a monster. So we had this guy out at San Diego, and he was an unpainted prototype, and so everybody was checking him out there. 
what we wanted to do here in New York particularly, because, I mean, it's New York. It's Gotham. Yes. you got to be able to get Bane out into the world. So what we've got now is we have what we believe, and we hope that collectors believe, is one of the most accurate Banes that people have ever seen. Now, to that point, if you're not familiar with Sideshow, our premium format line means it's about a quarter scale. Right. Bane's clocking in around seven, seven and a half feet on the average day when he's not on juice. <laughs> this guy's huge. He's standing at over two feet tall, and he's rippling with muscles. What you can't see right now is you've got the tube that's feeding him the juice as well. We know that he's painted, but to our point, Sideshow doesn't want to just work with one medium. So right, right now, he's mostly polystone, which is you know great material for you know sculpting a lot of it and holding detail in. There are some elements you know that are plastic, like the tube that's feeding the juice, because we wanted to have that flexibility that kind of looks like it's conveying the color. Right. Now, what you, what you can see now is we've also got fabric on his pants. We want to be able to add depth to it. The tank top is going to be part of the sculpt as well because we want to make sure that we're accenting like his muscles, the veins, everything that makes Bane Bane. But if you look at the pants, it gives the piece a little bit more depth. To go along with the pants, we've got his monstrous boots that are stomping and breaking what looks to be a metal bat signal. Now, what you can't see is this, it's this little kind of thing that Sideshow puts into it. You can see the fringes of the bat signal where his boot's going to be stomping. However, if you take Bane up out of that and you're just looking at the base, we sculpted and painted the entire bat signal, even though you're only going to see a portion of it when his big boot's stomping on it. That is amazing attaching the detail that we can always come to expect from Sideshow Collectibles, being that you guys are known for the mixed media, and it does really bring the pieces to life more than any other company that I could think of, especially with that Venom tube running out of them. I mean, it looks like pure translucent. Uh, pipe running right into his veins, so we're really excited about that. And um, going further into the mixed media thing, I want to segue into uh, the Red Sun Batman, because which we're really excited about because now we're having an Elseworlds line in in that scale. And um, I couldn't be more happy. I have it on pre-order. I mean, my sideshow calendar is just blowing up. All you do is see yellow circles coming at me from every Absolutely angle. Awesome. <laughs> but um, Red Sun, so anticipated. I wanted to know um, what led to the decision in terms of making his. Um, suit is bat suit for red sun full all fabric because that that's really the perfect way to do that piece considering the weathering from that you know cold world batman well that's exactly it when you stop and think about red sun batman and you know where he's coming out of you know he's you know he's hanging out in russia he's chilling around in moscow that and you start picturing the fabrics the coats the heavy materials a lot of them that are repurposed materials there's worn now our painters are amazing and they have the ability to duplicate that on the polystone and fabric and other things. However, we take a fabric that when you've taken, you know, a guy like Batman who's as muscular musculature as it's unique and we gotta show breath, but at the same time we wanna like it reflects the environment that he's coming out of. Right. So you have a hanging coat, a long hanging coat. It's not a superman who's like or you know, a superhero that's got the tight-fitting fabrics everywhere because he needs it to be practical for the environment right. and run sun. So the fabric coat lends so much more depth, not just to the piece, but to the story of the character, which is really what we're trying to convey and get out there. Right. Even everything with that piece in general, from uh, his positioning to what he's like, to the base, it's just, it was very well thought out. Well, Those. And so we got, thank you, but we've got other things in the red sun line. And so if you have... You know the Batman, you got one, you got Superman. Batman looks like he is rising up. There is a sense that he is going to try to conquer and overcome because we know with Wonder Woman and Superman in that particular line, 
they're almost the oppressors. Right. And so we wanted to have him have his heroic pose, his moment that says, like, I'm rising up on behalf of the people, especially when you put it in, like, Cold War Russia. Like, that's that's a huge story that we needed to tell. And it his is, pose yeah. contributes to that. Absolutely. And the way you accent that that slate blue with the gray, it really, it jumps right out of the comic. I was, I'm so impressed on how well they did that one. It's definitely one of my most anticipated pieces and favorite. I have a friend who got it already, ordered it a while ago, and it's, it's just a masterpiece. And then moving on from there, I want to talk about, um, well, basically, we, in general, we haven't really had a definitive croc statue yet in the world. Um, the, the closest one I could think of was the... Uh, I think DC Collectibles put out a Batman jumping over Croc and Croc, more, uh, more animalistic Croc reaching out over him. And uh, it, it was a nice piece. It, there was a lot of uh, relationship and dynamic in it. But it wasn't, that was the closest I think we ever got to what I feel was a definitive Croc piece. Then you guys announced Sideshow Premium Format Killer Croc statue. And uh, the, uh, the detail, the, trend, the paint applications, and the way they would work with the resin and the splash coming up very excited for that piece as well. What I wanted to um, ask you is, what led to the decision to give him a more animalistic croc portrait for the EX version? Well, when you picture croc, a lot of it conjures different memories depending on where you came into the line, like what you're reading for. And so we wanted to make sure that we were going to capture both aspects of him for all the collectors. So we've got the more human-facing portrait, and that's the one that's, you know, it's the standard, it's things like that, because it's what, you, it's what you're picturing. Right. However, like, those that are going deep on the comics, those that are, those that know that gallery, and then they know the history of that character, we wanted to make sure that, like... We covered that base. They were covering that base. They were giving them something a little extra special. That's that, that insider nod, that handshake, yeah. that wink that says, like, no, 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 we absolutely have you covered. Right. And if you look at the pose of that croc, he's hulking forward, his arms are out, yeah. he is stomping through that sewer. The croc face, that's elongated, a little bit more animalistic, speaks and pairs so very well with the pose that right. this is not a creature that you're ever going to want to cross. Right, He's it's like he's lurking almost, but with a heavy foot. Without a doubt. And um, the attention to detail with that one, as usual, is just amazing because a lot of collectors all over the world are talking about... Um, the splash coming up, the attention to detail with that, and the movement in it, and even the little uh, the rat. I think uh, Susan named him Dominic. It's just those little attentions to detail, along with such a well sculpted, painted croc. Uh, we're just really excited about that one. Oh, just curious, did you guys look into like say like the Hush storyline, or even further back to go into? I mean, I can imagine how much goes into developing something like that. But you know, diehard collectors always curious about what you guys are looking. For. I don't want to speak for the sculptors and the artists. Right, yeah. I know that during the process of the sculpting, they're going back and forth. Because you, right. you're right, you got a bunch of different variations of Croc. You can kind of cover him in a lot of ways. A lot of what we do is we take what we think are the best aspects of a character, the ones that we think they're going to be portrayed best in the 3D sculpts that we do, right. and utilize various bits and pieces of those. Yeah. So yeah, they're looking at the Hush storyline, because I mean, it's a big deal. It's a huge part of that, that character's world. Right. And so... Yeah, they leaned on it, but they also pulled aspects from other things. Of course, yeah. And uh, that led right into um, what I want to talk about. What has been rumored that might be for pre-order soon as well, up for pre-order, is a uh, highly anticipated Huntress statue, part of the Birds of Prey. And, and another home run. I mean, you guys are <laughs> speaking from a true fan standpoint, you guys are killing it. That pose, um, the paint application, the head sculpt, when you guys do... You guys always nailed female head sculpts when it comes to heroines. Um, will her cloak be fabric or sculpted? 
I believe the. I'm trying to remember that too. I believe, and don't quote me entirely, is going to be a fabric cloak. Right, okay. And it will have certain poseable elements in the side of it, like wire, so you can kind of convey a little bit of motion with it, which right. is what we tend to do with our capes. So, yeah, I would check out that. And uh, does the. I think they were saying the EX, does that come with the, the crossbow gun? The EX is when she, so she can dual wield the crossbow. Right, okay. And it's just a gorgeous scope. For all listeners out there, make sure Croc is very limited. I think to what, 750? Yeah. So you're going to definitely want to pre order that soon. And Huntress is so. And can you, even though we're audio, can you wink if she's going up for pre orders? <laughs> wink. <laughs> so yeah, so make sure to grab that one too because that, especially that EX is one you're not going to want to miss with the crossbow. Um, I also wanted to get into. Um, all right, going into it being that um, you're one of the higher ups at Sideshow, uh, especially in this co collector heyday. Um, now, Sideshow is the main distributor for Hot Toys, Crime One, you, you do Mezco, Mondo, every, you guys are the masters of the universe when it comes to uh, collectible distribution in America. Uh, maybe you could just speak on is, is there a, a, a love hate balance between. Um, fun and stress when it comes to such a huge responsibility, being at the forefront of collect, because we all know how crazy collectors can be all, all over the world for that. Collectors are crazy because they're passionate. <laughs> right, and that's yeah. the thing, is like, and that passion is what drives and fuels everybody who walks around the building at Sideshow. Right. And it's because we're collectors, like our people are collectors, we speak the same language, so we understand a lot of the same concerns. Right. Yeah, it's a job. So there are days when it's stress, and there are days like, cool, I got to get this task done. Now, when you take a step back, you remember, yeah, my task is making people smile. If we have the ability to put a statue or a figure into somebody's hands, and it doesn't matter who it's from, be it any of our distributed partners, be it one of our originals, be it an exclusive, be it something that's you know very small run, large run. Right. If that, be, if they get open that box and they look at the box and they grin and they take it out of the box and they're smiling. All the stress is gone, man. Awesome. Every day. Man, folks, you can hear how passionate Steve is about this stuff as well. So, like, the Forefront of Collectibles is definitely good in good hands. I mean, you can just see it at the videos at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. They, they really bring it to you. I just want to speak really quick um, about your six-scale line. I mean, the Daredevil was just recently revealed. It's, the one that, it's probably the best Daredevil figure I've ever seen, period. The head sculpt, everything... You guys got Wolverine, I know the, the Punisher, that Deadpool is amazing. Um, a lot of Marvel six scale. I know you guys were doing a lot of amazing um, Gotham six scale, because you know with Batman DC group. Um, we just recently had Paul Harding on the show, who's uh, he sculpted the, the Joker, Harley, and the Catwoman for you guys with that six scale yeah. line. Um, basically, I just wanted to maybe uh, ask or nudge any chance that we might down the road in the future get more uh, Gotham six scale figures because I know we, me personally I've been kind of edging for an Ivy to go on my Catwoman Harley so like because like, I know you guys have been so busy with other pieces but you know any thoughts on to where it might go in the future an Ivy Catwoman and, and, and Ivy would be great there's no question one of the so we're always looking at our six scale line like I love the, the premium formats because we can capture a lot more detail. Yeah, yeah. The six scales, we can get into a lot more people's hands. They can kind of make the story their own. We're talking about the poses before and it works. So we're always all about trying to follow up and build out those lines. So we're always in talks with people like Warner Brothers and DC and everybody else to be able to keep moving forward. One of the ones that we are really proud that we just dropped is Lobo. Lobo is gorgeous. Uh, listeners, 
go, go, go image Google that right now. Sideshow, six scale, Lobo. Unbelievable to see in person, beyond words. I could just imagine how much development went into that. Well, Lobo in particular, because a lot of six scale sometimes, because they're getting close, you know, yeah. utilizing similar body structures, similar joint stuff like that, right. uh, you know, based on their height, their width, et cetera. Lobo, his arms are a new sculpt. The face is a new sculpt. The hair is new. The chest to show off his musculature, brand new sculpt. We've got the faux leather jacket that has tiny pins on it. We've got, you know, Bite Me Fanboys written across the back. His chain and hook, we're not even doing out of plastic or resin. It's metal. So we're giving it even more heft and weight. He's a big piece. You're absolutely right. You want to check him out. Definitely. And the paint application is amazing. So I know Stan Lee even said that I think that's his favorite character outside of Marvel. And uh, it's, it's no question why you have to sing something like that. Um, and it's really important. I mean, we're really glad that you guys are doing. You have to understand that, like, Hot Toys has the, the they do all the movie stuff for Six Scale. So it's so important to collectors to see comic book six scale coming out from you guys because you guys are the only ones, you guys are the ones that are capable of doing this outside of them. And, you know, it, it, they've just been amazing. So, you know, we really appreciate you guys moving forward with that. Um, and, uh, and I just want to personally thank Sideshow Collectibles because I think you guys made... A, I know nothing life is perfect, but I think the you know going back the premium format Harley and Ivy statue to me that is as close to perfection as I could ever imagine. Being that I'm a huge fan of those, and uh, it's so great to talk to Steve, fellow native New Yorker. What what do you collect? What's your passion? What's your favorite? What do I collect? Yeah. I've got a bunch of Star Wars figures. I got some oh. premium formats up there. I'm a big video game player myself. Okay. That's great. And in terms of comics. I'm old school in terms of old school. We say, like, DC animated stuff, things like that. Like, back when that, like, you know, Batman, Batman Beyond stuff, yeah. I'm all about. Like, that's where I love that type of storytelling. Oh, excellent. The Batman, the anime. It's, they've been going crazy recently with the Batman animated series line. Kotobukiya, DC Collectibles, yeah. Public Mondo has it. But also years. sells and art prints. Like, collecting can be anything that you want it to be. And it's always great to see that, like, you know, collectors getting into different flavors of things. Right, absolutely. A lot of joy. Well, I just want to take time again to thank Steve so much for his time over at Sideshow Collectibles. Amazing work. Hey, you know what? You are really, you know, not only do you make all the fans around the world happy, but, you know, people like you work for companies like this and push it forward. You, you, you give people that might, a lot of people that might be having a bad day or a bad time, something to look forward to or something, to, you know, that's what comes in the world of fandom and collecting and whatnot. So honestly, it's all we could ever hope to do. Like yeah. that's that's the highest compliment we could possibly be paid. So I appreciate that a lot, man. Yeah, and I just want to thank you for your good work, and thanks again for taking the time to talk to us. You got it, dude. Take care. Pushing and hoping for more Gotham Six Scale. Actually, I wish I would have thought about this when I was there. But after seeing their Deadpool Six Scale, they need to make a Deathstroke Six Scale figure because they will they will knock it out of the park with that one. Oh, the, pirate boots. He's going to be everywhere. Um, interchangeable pirate boots for the grumps. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Zachos uh, from Diamond Select Toys, too. All right, we're back on Bat Force Radio here over at New York Comic Con 2016. I am here with Zach Oath, who is very nice to take the time to talk to us real quick. He's the marketing supervisor over at Diamond Select Toys. And uh, first of all, I just want to say welcome to New York, and how's everything going? Uh, it's going good. I'm actually based out of a small New York office here. For uh, The rest of us are in uh, Hunt Valley, Maryland, but uh, but uh, New York's my hometown, so when you see pictures of all the ba all the toys that we do shot on Susan New York, that's me. Oh, that is awesome. Not a fellow native New Yorker, so that makes me even more happy. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for pumping out such amazing work. Um, I just recently um, bought the uh, the Poison Ivy Almost Got Him statue, and uh, man, I couldn't be any happier. It's like one of my favorite episodes, and uh, so we've seen the images released that you 
guys have been putting out. But once I first, I only saw it in person a couple of days ago, and I was blown away by the quality, the scale, the and the, the paint application. And uh, I'm just so excited about your line coming out. I know um, you guys have uh, working heavy with the Batman animated series line. Was there any specific reason for going in that direction, for putting these out, or was it just something you guys wanted to do? Uh, well, the president of Diamond Select Toys, Chuck Tercera, is a huge Batman fan. He likes Spider-Man too, but Batman is, is, uh, is, is uh, one of his top two. And um, you know, we've had we haven't had a Warner Brothers license um, uh, until until that line came along. It was um, you know we'd made. Batman animated pieces for uh, mini mates for other companies. Right. We did uh, comic based ones for um, DC collectibles, and we did uh, Justice League animated based ones for um, Art Asylum through Art Asylum for uh, Play Along back in the day as part of the C3 construction line. But um, he'd never actually been able to land a, uh, get a Warner Bros. license lined up, and when this date came along, um, it was uh, he kind of jumped at it. Uh, so you know, we, we wanted to do whatever we could get for the line. There's so many characters, great characters you can do because uh, we do have Batman and Justice League and Superman, the animated series, all three. Um, and the PVC statue line is something we've been doing for a while with indie comics characters. Um, we used to call it Femme Fatales. Uh, and the first few f uh, figures in the Batman animated series really line were called Femme, Femme, Femme Fatales, but now they've been rebranded as DC Gallery, and it incorporates uh, both male and female characters and um, overarching all three cartoons, and um, also we've spread that into Marvel as well. That's awesome. I just love the attention to detail you guys focus on in terms of the um, the animated series. Man, that was our main focus, being in a Batman group or whatnot. And uh, things like, uh, what was it, a Nurse Harley, Secretary Harley, uh, that Zatanna with the bat coming out. I mean, there's just, a t you could tell there's like a, a heavy focus on actual things that took place within the animated series and whatnot. What was the main focus in terms of, um, uh... Like, where you wanted to go with certain characters and, and episodes. Was it um, the head deciding what what they wanted to, like, uh, pull out of each episode, or was it just... Uh, well, you know, we, we plan we plan out pretty far, you know, saying, well, this character, uh, you know, if we want to have a variant on, on this character, well, you know, who could we do? If we want to have a variant on, um, you know, like our resin... Um, the Harley Quinn statue. We did. We wanted to do Mad Love off the top of that. We did uh, her classic costumes, a PVC figure, right. and then we did a larger resin statue of her in the Mad Love outfit. Uh, so we figured that was a higher end, higher end piece that people might be interested in. Uh, and then we did a, um, and then we did a, uh, a variation on it um, where we changed the cork to a bang flag for the pistol. We did that for GameStop. And then we did a variation on that where we added gemstones, uh, real diamonds and rubies to the outfit, uh, and we did that as a convention exclusive. Um, and uh, we're looking to do something like that for Poison Ivy down the road. For the, the we almost got Poison Ivy. See if there's something different we can do in terms of costume um, and um, and treatment uh, that for some sort of variant on her down the road. Uh, and the PVCs, um, you know, there are lots of retailers who are interested in carrying exclusive uh, versions, uh, and also some uh, that we could do for comic conventions. So we did a black and white Catwoman uh, for I think Newberry Comics, uh, and we did a black and white Batman for San Diego Comic Con. Um, but we've also got the variants like the Joker. We did release him with the hat uh, to comic shops, uh, and now we've changed it to a laughing fish version, where he's got the laughing fish. Beautiful. And, and his feet are on, uh, foots on Batman's back instead of on that drum from the circus. So you know, we're always looking to see, and we've got another idea for a variant on the Batman PVC. So we're always, you know, when there's a character that we know, we could sell multiple, uh, multiple of, you know. 
that, that's how we decide whether to do it in the first place, whether some, somebody who's that popular that would carry the product, and then we decide, you know, would it carry multiple products? Right. And, you know, could we use this as a con exclusive down the road or as a retailer exclusive? Would somebody be interested in carrying that? Give a quick shout out to Diamond Select and you guys because you really nail her likeness for the animated series. The truth is a lot of people screw that up. A lot of companies, they think they have it right, but it's actually difficult to translate Bruce Timm's artwork into three in a three-dimensional three format. You know, the, you think you're getting it right, but it is quite tricky. But judging from what I've bought from you guys so far, you guys really nailed it. And you guys also have done um, some DKR busts? Uh, yeah, from the we did two busts from that episode um, uh, of the different stories of the Batman. Uh, what was it called? The Legends of the Dark Knight, I think right. it was called. Diamond Select Toys is based out of New York as well. I, I guess I got a little confused with Diamond Distributors. Do you guys have that problem a lot? Uh, well, no, we're sister companies. Oh, you're um, a sister company. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the main office for Diamond Select Toys actually is in Baltimore, Maryland with Diamond Comics. But, um, but they're we, up in uh, Canada or something? To... No, no, Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, uh, we distribute to Diamond Comics distributes to Canada, and they're our exclusive distributor. So we, one of the major comic book printers, I believe, is Quebecor, um, and they're definitely based out of Canada. So a lot of the books that we get that Diamond Comics distributes do come from Canada. But I, I'm not really involved in that side of the business. Um, our, all our toys are manufactured in China. Right. So the stuff that comes to our warehouse, the Diamond Comics warehouse, is coming from all over the world, but uh, but it all but and then distributes to all over the world as well because we do uh, Diamond Comics distributes to multiple countries, um, uh, not just the U.S. and Canada, and they um, and they are exclusive distributors. So um, any comic shop that carries Diamond Comics can order in any of these DC animated right. products that we make. So you can use Comic Shop Locator to find dot uh, com to find the, that store. Okay, and uh, that's a good thing too to be able to distribute that way. And I'm glad you guys are putting out such a quality product of. Uh, animated series work because uh, like I said earlier it's just hard to nail the likeness but you guys are definitely doing it thank you so much for putting out that almost got him Ivy. I'm a huge Ivy guy and you guys really nailed it I, I couldn't believe how good it looked in person so I did and I uh, just uh, yeah you guys definitely have my business um, you can find Diamond Select Toys over at www.diamondselecttoys.com thanks again Zach for taking the time to talk to us and uh, enjoy the rest of your Comic Con oh, thanks for coming by they got a, uh, they got the market cornered. They do, they really do. That that was the booth I kept going back to was the Diamond Select toys. The the PVC statues and the the regular statues just look, they look so damn good. The pictures don't do justice to them or anything really. What was the shittiest thing you saw at the con? Oh man, Grumps. That's a Grumpler question, man. It, it had to oh, be, it had to be that Joker figure arts, right? Oh my god. That was that horrendous. God <laughs> damn brutal. I didn't even see Which it. Which one was that? Dude. Yeah, SH, SH Figure Arts leather. Batcraft uh, broke a fucking Leonardo figure, and I walked over and I saw that Joker, and I fucking spit on it before I walked away. Yeah. He had to be a squirt. Hey, How man. dare they fucking display that? Dude, it's fucking bad. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it looks what, like he just splashed white in his face. Every, every, what were people saying like when they saw it? it? It looked like he was on shrooms and he shit his pants at the same time. It was bad. <laughs> Damn. I, dude, I It makes I me think... want it because it's that bad. <laughs> it's bad, bro. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that they found a way to make it better, make it worse than the Mafex. That Mafex is fucking bad, but this one's worse. Yes. Mm. Quick shout out to SH Figuarts for those uh, cartoon accurate, <laughs> cartoon accurate <laughs> TMNT figures, man. They had to do something. Right. After we just shit on yeah. your Joker. Thanks for dude, those TMNT figures and nothing else. Dude, Figuarts is good. I'm surprised they took a shit with that one, man, because they've done That's that. The thing. Yeah. They've done the injustice stuff, which is amazing, and the TMNT stuff they did is amazing. And then they just, man, like, damn, dude. Get <laughs> your shit together, SH Figuarts. You're better than that.
Yeah, man. Yeah. Get your fucking head in the game. Come on. Um, Get back out there. You know, Kotobukiya had that piece on display. It looked like a scarecrow head with interchangeable heads. I think one was like the Joker. It was really abstract and weird, but... uh. Oh, uh, the prototype? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's all about, but that, that one face that he had on looked just like the Scarecrow with, like, the stitched-up smile. Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, the the straw bag or whatever it is. Um, really interesting. Um, Do you see really the, nice. uh, the armored time. Mayfax there? I didn't no, see it. I didn't uh, see it. I, I didn't see I it, man. That Dude, when people it was the same... were buying it. There? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. LPC Grumps. What, what, what else? The DC booth, the Wonder Woman costumes. Yeah. The um, we got a, DC was giving out some good pins, man. The DC logo yeah. pins. I hope they start doing DC logo merch. Um, and uh, then what about Artist Alley, guys? What, what do we see at Artist Alley? Where... Dude, waiting for John Romita Jr. for a good hour and 15 minutes from when he was supposed to show up was not sweet, hey, but did, really nice wanna, guy. Didn't you want to plug in a listener that you met online uh, to see Azarello? Yeah, so I just I was trying to get a signature from uh, Klaus, and I thought the Azarello signing would have been wristband only, but luckily I was there early enough. I was like fifth in line. Wait, LBC, can we just rewind? For, can you tell the Klaus asshole story again for our listeners? <laughs> so about an hour before Klaus is signing, uh, <laughs> There was, I was sitting there. I was trying to get my um, Punisher Batman trade signed by him because I got Ramita to sign it earlier in the day. And he, some kid was trying to, like, put something down on the table in front of him. And Klaus was like, you know, hey, listen, I, I'm not doing signings right now. I'm going to be at the DC booth in about 45 minutes to an hour. Do you know where it is? And the kid just looked at him and he's like, uh, you know, I just need one comic sign. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm not, I can't do it right now. And there's like three people around him. He's like, you know, I got to come over to the DC thing soon. Like, I'll sign it there. No problem. So the kid just like looked at him and like muttered something like, you know, whatever. It's just what comic. And Klaus just starts <laughs> cracking up. He's like, man, what an asshole. <laughs> Wait, and was, just was fucking he, went about his day. Wasn't he just like, well, just one fucking comic, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, something like something in his breath. He's like, just one fucking comic uh, or something like that. P- and Klaus was like, what an asshole. P- yeah, you know, he got like, he was like kicking rocks on his way out, out his way out of <laughs> Klaus's booth. People don't understand that, like, they, they really can't do that. They just can't. Because even if they do that, which they're not supposed to. You do one, you're gonna have to do everyone, and then you can't. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? the same thing. I think happened, that's what he was avoiding. The same thing happened to Tim Sale. He was doing commissions at his table because he has nowhere else to do them, and everyone kept yeah. coming up, and he just had to keep telling people, "I can't. I can only do it between these hours, and I have to do you know." And yeah. people didn't get yeah. it. Luckily, ran into an awesome guy by the name of Sean Risley. Uh, he actually was supposed to get an Azarella signing the day before, but for whatever, for whatever reason, Azarella bailed out. So. Very next day, you know, he's cool enough. I only had, I had three items, and it was a cap of two, two issues or whatever to get signed to grab one of my comics. And uh, so he was a big fan. We talked about the show for a little bit, and he's talking about like his favorite runs and stuff like that. Uh, definitely stay in touch with him. But he was also saying how, you know, Azrael, I guess, is you guys know this better than me that Azrael is kind of notorious for either being late or not showing up kind of times and being an asshole to certain people. <laughs> he does what he wants, and he says what he wants. I ain't mad at that. So. Speaking of that, he showed up 45 minutes late to the signing after a lot of people actually left and were like, man, fuck this, whatever. He signed our comics, no problem. I said, what's up? Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, I said, have a nice weekend or whatever. Enjoy yourself. And they were pretty cool. Like, oh, man, thanks. You too. Have a good time. So, but uh, shout out to Sean Rizzo for definitely coming up big for me and getting my uh, my trade signed by Klaus. Big we were there. shout That's out. Cool, big man. LPC shout out. It's just a cool thing to do. You didn't have to do that. So, hey, this is Rafael Albuquerque and... 
this is Bad Force Radio. But I um so I finally got to meet Adam Hughes. Um I mean I was I, I was thinking about going down to Baltimore Comic Con this year cuz I really wanted to meet Adam Hughes cuz he he does my favorite Catwoman of all time. He's just He's just, to me, he's just the best. Well, would you second that, Legends? What do you think? I would second it. Well, oh. Darwin Cook and then Adam Hughes. Yeah. I was going to say I like Cook. But but Cook and and Hughes were both on the same run, beginning to end in um the the third series, the legendary, I think it was the third Catwoman run, um, where Darwin finally changed her costume. And, and then later in that run, Adam Hughes just did the covers that were just like the most iconic covers ever. But, um... Yeah, I was excited to meet him um, and uh, get some, finally get some stuff signed. There's some catwomans I had. Someone brought that Mary Jane comic cat. I, I don't know if it's the one when she's on the little round sofa thing or where she's washing Spider-Man's outfit. Oh, they're so gorgeous, though, those pieces. And they were getting that signed, and uh, I got some stuff signed. And um, it was cool, man. It was, I did get to ask him where I, th- I, I thought he had a muse that cat when he draws because it's it's just a gorgeous gorgeous girl and it's always the same face um but he does and he said he just draws from different sources of inspiration to draw her i thought that was really interesting but then i started to look at like his wonder woman and his mary jane and all the other girls he draws and i guess the faces are really similar but for some reason Catwoman just stands out to me the most maybe because she has like a, a certain kind of cowl on where the face is represented more but um yeah, it was it was cool to finally meet him. He was low light, fucking seeing some guy. I was telling you before. I think we started recording. <laughs> this is one of the guy low had points. Three different issue. issues. Three different issues of whatever. Like you know, number one, whatever the fuck it was. But he had like at least ten to twenty copies of each issue, and he was getting them all fucking signed by Connor and Palmati. Yeah. So he's not doing anything but fucking resell them on eBay. That goes right to eBay, right when he gets home. Dude, probably dude, when he's taking a shit worst. in the bathroom before he goes home. Hey, yeah, you know what? Listen to them all, dude. To any of you guys out there who bring all your fucking number ones, all your bullshit books, get them all, you know, cut the lines or do whatever you do, get all your shit signed and then try to flip it on eBay, man. Just want to give a big old bat force fuck you because you guys sort of They're shoot like out bubblegum on the street of the comic book world. You know, you guys are like fucking, get fucking herpes of the industry. They, you really they are. Just, you, you guys suck. They, you, you, they don't go away. You suck the joy out of it for some people and it's just. You, you suck a d- Suck it, yo! <laughs> tell them, Rich. Get him. And if it's Rich, if they don't like it, what could they do? Get I can, out. You can Take get two. out. They can get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Mattel Suicide Squad Joker Panda Man exclusive. I think it was. Oh the SDC. yeah. Yo, me and Grumps. Oh, you fucker, dude! Me, I wanted that. Me, me, me and Grumps. Backcraft a haggler. Yo, me and Grump saw it at a vendor. <laughs> Yo, the the vendor wanted seventy five. We were like, yeah. seventy five. So me, so me and Grump started walking on. We were thinking about it because we we talked to the guy, and then Yo, Grumps, we could probably get him down. And uh, we were talking about it for a while, like, Yo, let, let's go, let's try to get this number and go back. So we went back, and Grumps was like, Yo, can I look inside? Can I see? He's like, No, no, you can't open it. You know, it's a sealed and uh. blah blah. I'm like, damn. And then Grumps is like, yo, can you do this price? And the guy's like, oh, you know, which is like a pinch more than what it actually retailed for at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, you got to Bro, you're leaving market. out the details. He, I took out that crispy 50. He had, um, yeah, yeah Grumps, Grumps had the green out in front, waving in front of his nose, right? So, 
So basically, what happened was um, the guy the guy had a big markup. So like, I was like, Grumps offered it. The guy was like, sixty. He dropped it a little. I'm like, I was like, come on, man. With tag team, and I'm like, yo, this is Sunday, man. You got to get rid of your shit. You know, you don't want to go home, and you know, you got to get rid of something. You want to pack this shit up. And then I think he, yep. I think he like stood at a number, maybe loaded a little more. And I thought Grumps was gonna bite. I thought he was like, I got your scent vendor oh, and like shit, bite his yeah, I was gonna bite. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but what happened was um, Grumps didn't. Grumps was like thinking, thinking, and he's like, Nah, I can't. And then yeah, you gotta do that walk away. Yeah, like, then the Grumps started pulling away. <laughs> And then the guy's like, okay, oh, okay, you take it for this. And he was actually quite high. He was actually, I forgot what vendor it was, but he was actually a really good dude. They're out in New Hampshire. But I forgot who they're called, but uh, yeah, he, he was actually a good guy. Um, and I never seen the thing in person before. You can't even open it. So when we were in front of the place, um, Grumps pulled the, the, the packaging out, and uh, you had the Joker cereal box, which looks pretty damn cool. I'm not going to lie. And then it has, like, a um, door window, so, you know, I think it's like Velcro, right, Grumps? And then it, it reveals the two figures. Yeah. And uh, and the, the Panda Man comes with a nice gun. And it's like the the freaking outfit's made of like some like some material, like velvet or something. <laughs> like you know, just... It's velvet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it looks great. It looks so what much. What is you know, that, velvet? Because you know how Mattel is, man. <laughs> you know how Mattel is. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But but that Panda Man looks amazing. So I don't know anyone yeah, else. So who has, Joker O's. Yeah, I don't know anyone else who has Joker O's, which was probably supposed to be in the movie as well, right? And never made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> On the cutting room floor. That's amazing. That's an amazing figure. Uh, I got the guy's name, Marty Marks Collectibles. Shout out Thank to you, Marty Mark. Wonder Woman seventy five was amazing this year. The displays for the outfits from the movies, the armor and the fur was just. It was just. It was so much yes. detail. I know Tom's seen the the regular Wonder Woman armor at um, the Hollywood tour, but um, DC DC at New York Comic Con this year had all of the outfits from the Wonder Woman movie, like her, I think her mother and her sister and everyone. Um, gorgeous. Her, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And the TV show, right? Yes, and they the also TV had the TV show, show yeah. one as yep. well. I think it was the actual one, was it? The Linda Carter one? Yeah, exactly. It looked like it was faded to hell. It looked good up there, though. Yeah. So, um, DC, DC Boot did a big game. It was hectic. So hectic over there. The graffiti booth. Yeah. Shout out to Graffiti Designs for always bringing the heat. Even though their foil, a lot of their foil variants got fucked up, unfortunately. It's hard to do those. They foiled their foil. Yeah. I was able to find two near mints for uh, big legends over here. So I got the, the Trinity and the... Uh, oh, cheers, me old legends. Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> hotter yeah, than the Samson Rebirth Bat Symbol with the comedian blood on it. it? Yep. Yeah. Hotter than a Samsung phone, boy. Tom <laughs> um, uh, King and Artist Alley. <laughs> me and Grumps are walking, and uh, Grumps is like, yo, ain't that Tom King? And Tom King was sitting at um, a table that was packed up already from another artist in Artist Alley. Tom King looks shot, man. I think he's, st I think he's still new to the Comic-Con celebrity thing because, you know, it's <laughs> if you're going to keep up with their schedule and drink at night, it's <laughs> that's going to catch up to you. But he looked a little <laughs> dazed. Legends. <laughs> Isn't that exactly how he was in San Diego? Exactly how he was in San Diego. Yo, he, he's, yeah, big. But I went up to he, him. He, well, up? he's got a lot of kids, too, so. <laughs> Tom, True. I love Tom King. He's He don't give a fuck. Uh, we go up to him, and I was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, hey, what's going on, Tom? He looks at me, he's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And, and then I was like, oh, yeah, we had you on the show, Bat Force Radio. He was like, literally, <laughs> he's like, yeah. he was literally just like, oh, oh, fuck. 
fuck yeah and then <laughs> and then i'm like pushed back for a second then i'm like pounding the table like fuck yeah <laughs> he, um, he asked me what uh yeah, a what good, a he caught me off guard he asked me what what third rate villain he should put in for the next arc or something and uh and grumps was like yo um snyder's using all of them already so we were a little tapped out and I was like, uh, the only thing, the only thing that popped in my mind was Sid the Squid. I want to see if he'd actually pull it off, just, just, to, just to fuck around. And he's like, all right, man, you know what? I promise you, I'm gonna get Sid in there. So, so, so we're gonna see how Grumps, that plays out. I liked your, uh, I liked your suggestion today with El Sombrero. Yeah, that's a that's a good suggestion, oh. Grumps. Uh, that's the first guy I thought of, but I couldn't remember his name on the spot. I was like, first yeah. of all, I'm meeting Tom King, and like, I'm standing there with the back crap, the world-famous back crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I thought of El Sombrero right away. I'm like, fuck, this guy's a classic villain, death traps, and like, yeah. I don't know, 60s TV bat villain sort of. That's a great suggestion. And, uh, yeah, you know, Tom King is Grumpler approved, so... It was a big deal. Oh, 100%. Yeah, man. He got him in. Um, shout out to Tom King. He wants to come back on the show. So we're going to make that happen soon, too. Is oh, that... question for you. Any any <laughs> any Arkham inmate 0801 shotings there? Oh, man. Oh. No, Bizarro Tom was in the building, though. But oh, no. did you see him? <laughs> yeah, we saw him. I had to say hi. Yeah, he was there. Wanted yeah. to. Backcraft's like, that's, that's the Japanese variant of Tom. The kid fucking turned his head back. <laughs> <laughs> kept moving. Mm-hmm. Wow. Funny yeah, man. dude. I, I, Tom Variant? Uh, yeah, he was there. Bizarro Tom. <laughs> Shout out Tom Variant. Tom I Variant. ran into him in the last... Pat. His name is Pat Loika. I think that's his uh, handle, too. At Pat. L-O-I-K-A. <laughs> At Pat. <laughs> big, old, big old chicken ball. Old and chicken that guy... Uh, he's a cool dude. He's a... I think he's like a photographer. He's um, a cosplay photographer, but he's also a big time collector. He's a big Marvel guy. Uh, and well, he's got a picture we'll, of we'll his collection up somewhere. Uh, and uh, he's got uh, trades uh, and sh- statues and shit oh, all around his office. Oh, shit. Oh. So he's a cool dude. I, I talked to him, I want to say this past uh, Comic-Con, and I was like, hey, man, like my buddies give me a hard time because uh, they say that you're my Asian brother. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And so then like, I took a I – oh, did I not take one this year with him? I think I must have. Yeah. I, <laughs> I thought I took a selfie with him, but um, – yeah, there was the second year in a row where I, I caught him and I tracked him down and I talked to him. He's, he's a cool guy. Big shout out to Hank Kwan and Bulletproof Comics. They were in the building too, and uh, Hank's a yes. great guy, man. Hank is a really good guy. Um, he was talking about getting Gabriel Del Otto t- to get to do their uh, variants, and Hank was just talking about how lucky they were to get him. And uh, he had all he had all the Del Otto variants there. When I went back on Sunday, man, they were like almost gone. They were like. Phew, phew, like just yeah man crack so how about the uh the news about that valiant show that valiant web series coming out um the uh valiant it's ninjack versus the valiant universe the one that kevin porter's gonna be on with jason david frank mm. and the dude who played uh deadshot from uh, the show from arrow oh from right arrow. Yeah. that was like at least online that was the big news that was like popping up everywhere it seems like dude valiant comics is about to blow up dude yeah when they're, about I, um, they're about to blow up i went back to, i went to their booth um looking for that variant for curve and it's fucked up it was it was a ticketed event on friday and it's the only way you could get it so i wouldn't have been able to get it anyway but they had a lot of traffic in their booth and yeah they're, they're they have a good buzz going around about all of that so that looks pretty cool yeah um, and it's smart of i mean dude jason david frank is such a huge online following mm. he's got like hundred like 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. So that's blowing. That's gonna blow up Valiant big. That's gonna blow up Bat in the Sun even bigger. Yeah, because it's like a big melting pot of online followers that uh, mm. they're about to kind of like get the cross cross stream of. But I don't. I mean, shout outs to Valiant Comics, dude. The, the, I don't know if uh, many. Of you, I think Rich, I know, um, reads a couple or has read a couple. Rich but you guys got and, and then Robin too. Robin loves Bloodshot because Lemire's writing it, but. Yeah, um, dude, I love Exo Manowar. I love, uh, I love Sh- Shadow Man was cool. I read the first Archer couple of, and uh, Armstrong. Yeah, but my favorites are probably Exo Manowar and um, Bloodshot. I think those are the two, like mm. my two favorites. But then their crossover stuff is cool because it's all the same universe. So every character, they always Harbinger do like Harbinger is books. really good. Nah. People like Harbinger a lot. I never really got too into it, but it's basically like a more hardcore X Men. Picture that. Mm. Um, but dude, yeah, that's it's a sweet little publisher. They're about to blow up, and uh, that show should be pretty badass. And our buddy Kevin Porter is going to be in it, so shout we gotta get to him Kevin on Porter. to talk to us about Big it. Big shout out, Kevin Porter, good guy, good friend. Yeah, the People's Batman. So yeah. Um. Oh, I real quick, Iron Studios had some nice little statues going on. They had Suicide Squad, Batfleck. They had the classic purple suit Catwoman, and they had a really nice classic. Deathstroke statue with the pirate boots, Grumps. By the way, so Word. Uh, really, yeah, is this like full size? No, no, they were like oh, twelve scale, maybe a little bigger than twelve scale statues. Really nice. I, it's on the force, so if you guys want to check that out. Neck was in the building, uh, and um, yeah, so much shit, man. So much shit. But Lego did it big. Dark Horse did it big. Image did it big. Um, yeah. Everything you can expect at New York Comic Con in a good year. Um, it, it it was like it was a great year, but it was also it, it did feel a little subdued. It felt uh, like it was a it was a steady year because there's no movies or video games coming out of being announced right now. But next year is gonna be madness because it's probably gonna New York Comic Con's probably gonna fall right between the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League movie. So. Next year, the cons are going to be bananas with all DC. So, you know, shout New York Comic Con 2016. Great time, as always. All-Star Batman, number three. Scott Steiner said that the editors wouldn't let them chop someone's head off. (laughs) (laughs) Was he he messing with us? Because, man, that that was pretty brutal in the first couple of pages. That was awesome. This is, like, the most brutal... One of the most brutal Batman stories I've read in a while. You know what I love about it is that Batman gets his ass kicked pretty much the entire way through. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. He does, man. I love it. Who cared about the KG Beast until this this book? I didn't. He was just a throwaway character. I liked KG Beast. And I, now, I, he was all right, but now he's like this badass machine, like. I've only heard of Ten Nights of the Beast before this, really, as like a good arc for him. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. He was in the, he was, uh, it wasn't the main Nightfall, but he was around that um, Kelly Jones, Doug, um, I think it was after Nightfall when he had a couple of runs with uh, him being like a big adversary for a while. Yeah, he popped in um, and out. I always looked at him like kind of like a Russian Bane kind of character. That's I always saw him yeah. that way too. Mm. Uh, but but it's funny Kelly Jones a, drew him. Yeah, that's true. Kelly Jones did draw him. And, he drew him, uh, drew him kind of similar. And you know, it's fun when you add a Russian accent to something. It always feels more stern and fun and brutal. So uh, 
you know, I could see Snyder trying to play with that a little on this one. So, so bloody, dude. So awesome. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, uh, you, you know what's you know what's kind of cool is um what I liked is when KG Beast is just stabbing people, and they're on the ground, and in the background with the power lines and the landscape, it looks like the sun setting. So it feels like in the first three issues you get a sense of a full day on the run. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, mm. like a timeline. One thing, one thing that I found interesting um because you know snyder is such a big family guy you know i mean he's devoted to taking care of his sons and Mm -hmm. the first page i almost thought he's writing his kids stories here you know to me you know the two boys laying in the grass talking about someday there's going to be this invention that lets you see the world with whatever your imagination lets you and stuff like that and other boys counter you know, giving him counterpoints. And then the final the final panel says, go on, look through your lens and tell me what you see out there. Yeah. I was just like, wow, he's yeah. putting his children through through this. He's speaking through his children right here. He mentioned how he like kind of did that a little bit with the detective run where um part of part of like his creating like the the James Gordon Jr. like personality came from his fear of like, I just had a kid, I just had a, a boy, and like, right. what happened? Like, I don't know what kind of person he's gonna grow up into, and like, how scary would it be if he grew into like a terrible person or the worst type of person? And that's kind of like what gave birth to that character. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of his. He's done it before, so he you know he probably gets influenced a lot by looking it's kind at of his, his kids. Yeah, it's kind of his mo. You know, after talking to him, you can go back to some of his key works and some of the key you know, little moments and stories and see where he's actually, you know, putting that out there. Yeah. <clears throat> I like how it's adding a new dimension to the relationship with Two-Face and Batman. Like, yes, it's, exactly. it's showing them like how they were childhood friends. And at one point, like they were just kids. Like they just were, I mean, any kid, just any kid playing with you on like your front porch or backyard. And then it flashes forward. And it's like, how the fuck did these guys get here? I know. It's well, like, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like Thomas yeah. Elliot and, Harvey Dent, like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? What happened to you? Well, it, it, yeah. it, it also... It came strength- from similar beginnings. It also strengthens, you know, s- several stories, and it shows, you know, um, it strengthens the ties between Bruce and Harvey Dent and why he won't give up on him, ever. He doesn't treat... He treats him different than every other rogue in Gotham. He treats him like... I need to rescue him. That's probably because he started out as the white knight, you know, like he, the, yeah. the district attorney throwing away all the bad guys, the idealist that actually wasn't scared. He didn't back down from the mob or anything. You, you know, he saw a lot of himself in Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent was brave. And, and then he, he goes through this accent, this trauma and he, you know, he just leaps into the dark side. So I think, I think, for me, I think Batman always tried to bring him back from that. Even like we're seeing now in All Star, it feels that way. He's trying to save him. Always trying to save him. So. Well, he even says in the book, you know, you know, because he went to that that Arkham house uh, in upstate, you know, whatever. Um, they didn't. It was all private, so you didn't know each other's names. You were just like a number, and they didn't know each other's names, but then later recognized who each other were. Right. So I, I liked how that ties into the rest of like, you know, Batman versus Two Face stories and, and the struggle to 
um, bring him back. And, and it really is, you know, two face really is two personalities in the same body fight, fighting against each other. Right. You know, and, and sometimes the two face side, the Harvey side fights through for a moment, just like kind of almost like a person with Alzheimer's fights through that cloud of, of, you know, being consumed by, by the disease. He fights through the disease that is two face to come through and have some clarity moments to talk to Bruce, but then the two face takes over. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I like that part of the story. I, th- I thought it added some depth and dynamics to, uh, the rest of Batman stories, not just, you know, what's been written recently, but you know, throughout history. Yeah. I love how you, you I love how you could do that with two face, go back and forth between like Dini or when they did, well, whoever did with the animated series, big bad Harv coming, coming back and forth between Harvey Dent fighting two face or big bad Harv. It's, it's so interesting to see two personalities fight each other within one person. Um, and uh, a big highlight for this book for me, I thought was fun, was when um, the KGB is like fucking them up and then gets hit by that car. Um, the first when I first <laughs> see him get hit by that car, it looks it looked like a hearse to me. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just I just thought that was kind of cool for some reason. I love the pace of the story. It just keeps moving. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're in the car. It's not like you know. I think that's one thing with Snyder. Sometimes I didn't like. It's like. The movie will, or <laughs> the comic will just hit an ep, uh, wall. Yeah, slow and down. Sometimes, yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't like that. That's when Rich drops I it. I like when it fucking, moves. That's when Rich drops <laughs> it like a Samsung on fire. Just like, you know, fuck that. Oh, <laughs> getting dropped, boy. Oh, shit. Left and right. <laughs> After the initial um, conversation or the dialogue with the kids on the grass, there's like 10 or so pages where there's very brief writing and you're just watching KGB's fight with Bruce and, and Harvey and it's a little bit of change from Snyder's usual wordy pages and I thought it was a it was a nice change for him for a second. Yeah. Well, well yeah, R- Romita does a good job leading your eye on the action, you know, especially that part mm-hmm. where um, <clears throat> Batman pulls out the bat knuckles. Yeah. And then you you follow down where he's fighting and he punches him in the arm and then you you hear the, or you can see where he goes. Shh, so he's like ripping down the dude's bicep, dude. That's fucking brutal. Ooh, yeah, that is brutal. <laughs> the the royal flush gang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but right before that, dude comes through with the, uh, like you said, the car. I wonder what he's blasting. Something from Metal some, Blade yeah, Records, kind of probably. Metal. Oh, they they get into that later on in the backstory. It's his it's his own band. It's his own metal band. What, what was I it called? That- Trump was talking about earlier on the force. Batman's Grundle, <laughs> something like that. Something Batman's something. Batman's like Batman's colostomy bag or something like that. Something fucked up. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, it's something fucked up. That's weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's Jesus. definitely. He, it's definitely. Like he, it says it's a band. It's like that's your band. He goes, yeah, it's my band. Uh-huh. No, he, he did. He say it was his band. He said it was. Yeah, because he asked people that the escaped, name of it. He said they were like escaped. Uh, inmates from Arkham that got their lives together. Oh, well, he, he calls them, he says they're Bat. Well, maybe it's not his band, but it's one of the a band that he's listening to called Batman something. Oh, it's kind of funny because at least Snyder's not playing to stereotypes either. I kind of like how he yeah. went in black, black Kid listening to metal. I love that shit. It's yeah, awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, wait. Maybe he says. 
So, uh, just so you look, looking through it, Gramps? Gramps? Glamps? He says, was your band that noise that you were playing in the car? The very same. Check out their name. Batman's... Something. It could be... It could be... <laughs> <a lot>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And he's... laughs> Let Robo Rich take that one. <laughs> Batman's what? <laughs> yeah. It was good. I want to talk Reborn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Rabbit All-Star, just to wrap up, All-Star, Bat- All-Star Bats 3... Um, Digging it, uh, digging the backstory. You know, I'm digging Duke's suit, man. I, I'm so I like the suit. I like how that helmet flips up to reveal his face. I really like that. I'm sick of Robin suits. Um, I like the suit, and uh, and I, I dig Ramita's art, man. I think it works for this. You know, I know some people are bitching. I dig it. Is Mickey doing the ink? I love the art on this on the All Star. I think he is. I think he is. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Duke. What about the Duke is growing on me. Yeah, he's he's getting better. Oh, we forgot to talk about a uh, penguin in the ga- at the gas station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Did you guys notice how it says K and G on the gas on top of the gas pumps or whatever? I just clicked on that now. I wonder if it's that's that is anything to do with KG Beast or whatnot. I don't know. I it mean, says what, come and go in the background. You know what? Go. Hey, hey, that come and go. That's an actual uh, chain of gas stations. Um, Especially like going up through Oklahoma sometimes when I'll go home. Uh, so, yeah, there really are stores called Come and Go. Actually, this book was inspired by Scott's road trip. So, maybe he, maybe that's where he picked it up from now that I think about it. <laughs> that's but, uh, awesome. But, but it's kind of funny. Like, if you're pumping gas in the middle of fucking nowhere and you see like the black mask roll up to Penguin. That should be pretty interesting, right? <laughs> these, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk shit. Yeah, these, sure. these good old boys <laughs> with the ducks. Oh, that was hilarious, man. Yo, P- penguin is that's penguin, man. That brutally just fucking blasts <laughs> with his umbrella. I don't even know what. Actually, no, that's not an umbrella. The penguin is blasting them with. He actually had a Samsung phone out, and uh. <laughs> 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 you know, I love how the return of Harold. Hey, how many how many Batman Batmobiles do you think Batman has in that little safe house? Twelve. Jeez. I love the fact that <laughs> he's like, follow the road signs. He's like, what road signs? Are you kidding me? And it's like that famous Bat Cave. I've I've seen a a road sign like that somewhere, and uh, I just love how that <laughs> he actually does have a cave down there. In that <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, the Return of Harold. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The mechanic he hasn't been seen since Hush. That's awesome. The hunchback of no. He got game. killed in the Hush, right? Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. So who read Reborn? Anyone read Reborn? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark Millar, Twice. Greg Capullo. Um, not yet. Oh shit. Well, it's a, it's a, well it's, it's a good intro book. Um, it's intro issue obviously. Uh, and interesting. It's gonna be a page turner. Um, even just reading uh the solicitations for it or whatever. Um, it's there. Fuck, I don't want to give away anything because whoever didn't read it. But oh man, well, well, <laughs> gun <the> anyway. First... <laughs> yeah, but anyway, fuck you. <laughs> well, but the the first page is. I feel like it's something that Capella has has probably wanted to do the entire time he was on Batman. <laughs> And it is sick. Oh yeah, great art, and it, it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So good, man. That's awesome. I didn't spoil anything there, right? 
No. Well, no. We, no. We, well, we, fuck you too. Well, you can get him. Basically, uh, <laughs> with, with reborn, it, well, just to like sum it up uh, for issue one, it's basically the premises. The premises purgatory, but one a, a cool, cool looking purgatory where you have futuristic goblins and dragons and, and flying, you know, high tech hovercrafts and all kinds of crazy shit going on. Um, Trunklers everywhere. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's like a, it's a hodgepodge of, like, Terminator and Lord of the Rings and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, and it, it's thought provoking too, even for a comic book for issue one. Really makes the- Yo, it was fucking sad in the beginning. Like, felt like it, my dog was run over for the first like ten pages. I, I'm Damn, gonna, dude. That's, I'm not. That's, that's brutal. Oh my well, I was, bro. It was sad. Oh my. I'm not gonna God. lie. I was sitting here reading this, and you know, she, uh, you know, basically the premise of the story, the main character, she's her name's Bonnie, and she's like 77 or 80 years old or whatever in the beginning, and she dies to go. Spoiler to alert. This well, not just like she let dies. Legends, man, crack that and, thing open, legends. <laughs> On page two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I mean, no, I'm just, it's not even. A, it's not a you, long, you, long you already know this. Yeah, well, it's not a longer. But she dies, and I was like, I was reading this, and man, it it hit me. It does like, hit mm-hmm. you because I, it made me think. Like, well, it 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 questions your mortality. You think about your mortality, but the way what happened was, you know, when she dies and. All of a sudden, she's somewhere else right away. I'm like, oh my god! Well, no, she's replaying all these memories and things like that. And you're like, it starts making me think, what have I done with my life? What am I going to remember? <laughs> my hey, final moment. No? Hey, man, just, yeah. Just, just look what at am I your, doing? Life is a lie. Just look at your. I deep, cried into a big bowl of ice. I've done nothing. Just, <laughs> just look at your DK3 statue from DC Collectibles. Yeah. be all right. Yeah. <laughs> well. It, 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 I mean, and that's what Millard. <laughs> see, that, that's why you need a Prime One, man. So you can, it's big enough to hug. I can't wait to see what else you know as it gets going. What Capullo's art's going to be like because he said he only had to do thirteen pages a month, which let him get into doing more detail than what he said he's ever done before, even more than Spawn. You, you know the pages Damn. that he. He, he did in the back where she goes in the fantasy land. That reminds me so much of what he did in Spawn. Yeah, yeah. dude, you know what? So man? good. I, I loved what he did in for Batman, but he he did have shackles on, man. He really did. For any of you guys who haven't seen his stuff on Spawn, go look at his stuff that he did on. That shit is mind blowing with detail and design. It's just. It's the best shit he's ever done so far. Well, I, I also think, yeah, it wasn't so much shackles, but it was just the pace. I mean, the, you know. Like he had to clean it up, oh, clean up a lot of stuff too, and you know. Eh. Question for you guys: Who's grabbing um Arkham Remastered? <laughs> oh shit! Who's going back? To Wait, Arkham? that's next week. Yeah, the nineteenth, boy. Nineteen. Oh yeah, go, go back to. <laughs> yeah. Well, man. it's that or Battlefield. It's gonna be a. Coin toss. Oh, oh, you're gonna get both. I will. <laughs> I cannot wait. To, I just want to play those games again, man. I don't care. If I started playing it on. I'm happy that it's coming out because I started playing it on. Um, was it uh, Xbox? And then I was like, this fucking sucks. 
<laughs> so I'm, like, I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till it comes out with the better graphics. <laughs> I started. I was playing Arkham Knight, and then I was I switched over, and I was like, God damn, they fucking went all out with these fucking graphics. Oh shit. Um, I mean, man, just just to go back to that old button conversation. Um, there was a recent interview with Hot Toys. Um, people really <sighs> prying them, prying them to see what's going on. And so far, it sounds like we have a confirmation for the Arkham City Joker Hot Toys should be revealed. Soon. What? Yeah. yeah, they they pried it out of them because they don't want get them, get that button boy. That button is to go along with the old uh, Arkham uh, City Batman there. Yeah, but I love Arkham yeah. City Joker, man. That's like quintessential Joker, man. The suit, the face, oh, everything. That's Luke a good Skywalker. No, <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Skywalker Joker. No, yeah, that Rogue One trailer looked amazing. Oh, oh here, I'll shut it down. Yeah, check that out. Someone stuck the podcast. <laughs> I just threw it in now. there. Can I we... don't even care. All right, can we why, come... why did they even make Force Awakens? Like, this shit looks so much more fucking epic. You know why they made Force Kyle Awakens? Kyle Rennie's like, to make billions of dollars, on, boy. Dude, it's like this fucking movie is looks it looks like it's going to be the greatest war movie of all time. Oh shit. It That's, looks like wow. there's fucking like there's like Vietnam nods, there's oh, fucking shit. um fucking Roman horse nods, dude. Oh, it's going to be oh, fucking oh, amazing. Cool. Legends, are you going to go see Rogue One? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was yesterday they revealed the first image of Mera in a Justice League movie. So what's your thoughts on that? I didn't even realize she was still on. She was going to be in it. It's Heard, spot right? on. Dude, Mera's badass, man. Like, I've always liked Mera. She's a... What's the actress's name that's playing her? Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah. She's in the news a lot, like, a couple months back, because she's yeah. saying Johnny Depp was beating her up and shit. Now she's about to take Where on the stand. street is, she's dating Robo Rich out in Detroit. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Talk about upgrade. Mm-hmm. I give her fucking right. I give her the fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Mira gonna be in the old uh, the old Justice League. You think it's probably just gonna be a little bit of cameo, right? Yeah, it'll but... probably be something like, um, you know, like I bet you like Arthur, you know, like Arthur, um, you know, what's his name? Call Drogo is gonna be like, all right, I gotta go do this thing. This and so his wife's funny. like, Mira's like, when are you coming back home? He's like, I don't know. I don't know when I'll be home. Yeah. And she's like, I have food on the stove. He's like, I don't give a fuck, Mira. There's so many I'm characters. Going out with my friends, right? So many characters in Justice League, Mara now, Deathstroke. They're talking just like it's gonna be crazy. Commissioner Cordon Blue. Tell you one thing, man. Everyone's gonna go see that movie. I, it's gonna be a billion dollar movie. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be some fucking crying going on. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I'm making the memes <laughs> right now. Actually, don't worry. It's all good. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, extended edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> we didn't put, we didn't put everything in the movie the first time. Yeah. No, I have a box set just called extended versions. <laughs> you know what that's like? That's like when you bought the Arkham City Hot Toys Batman and you fucking sell it because you're like, eh, it's okay. And they come out with a Joker later and you're like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like a companion piece. Should have waited on piece. it. Oh, actually, real cool. Um, for announcements as well, going back to merch. Um, Tom, what do you think about Prime One revealing the Akedon head for the Prime One Bat uh Keaton Batman statue coming out? What do you think? Fuck Prime One. <laughs> man, you heard it here first, man. Fuck them. They're on my shit list. They've been on my shit list for years. They put out a, a Keaton uh teaser like a year and a half ago. They they put out just the Keaton December, logo. Yeah. 
And then it's all they put out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And like, we didn't hear anything. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a fucking sudden, you're seeing all this like concept. Fuck you with your concept art. You know how many prime That's ones were annoying. on display? How many prime ones were on display at San Diego? There was like nine of them. Any of them fucking Keaton? No. Get fucked, Prime One. I don't give a fuck about your teaser. But I think what's gonna happen is <laughs> Ke- Keaton and yeah. Jim Lee Hush. Really grinds my gears. <laughs> grinds my really fucking grinds my gears, man. I'm out, I'm out here busting my ass. That. Working hard, and you're over here teasing me with a fucking statue that's not going to come out for five years. It's going to be $900. Get fucked, Prime <laughs> One. <laughs> God damn. Axis Chemical Base, boy. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to get it, but still. <laughs> I, it, it'll it'll probably like be it. at San Diego Comic-Con. That and the Jim Lee Hush Prime One, I think, is going to be there. So that's pretty cool. Next year. Yeah, in a fucking year. Mm. Get fucked. You know? <laughs> I, I really got a fucking bone to pick with Get Prime fucked, One. Get fucked, God. Because, I, I mean, ever since they started shooting off all these announcements with, like, this statue, that statue, it's like, guys, you sell $1,000 statues. No one's going to be able to buy all of these. Calm the fuck down. Well, you know what they, they do is, have, um, like, the like Bane and Robin, and they only made, like, 500 of them. The really low runs, actually. So. Mm. And, all right, like, the Arkham so, Knight Batman's, like, 1,000 or 1,500 they made. So, that's they're not bad. Out. How much is that? How much is that Heath Ledger Joker that's like fucking four feet tall? Oh, the the half scale. Like, I think yeah. it's six hundred. No, 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 no. It's way no, more I was than that, it's right? Else. It's a, the half really? scale. The half scale is like two thousand. Uh, I thought, yeah. yeah, that sounds about oh, right. Close shit. to two grand. Dude, the the half scale wow. Wonder Woman has like real like that's that. When you, I don't know what you call it, that doll hair, synthetic hair, or whatever, and it, it looks like her. Like it, I bet you I can find a little person. I bet you I can find a little person and pay them less than it will cost for that statue to stand in one of the fucking rooms of my house and just cosplay Keaton. <laughs> and I'll, ju- I'll be just as satisfied. I'll have him like, I'll have him hold like a little dish out. I'll have him hold like a like a serving tray. So whenever I come into the room, there's always a drink right there waiting for me. That's better than the fucking prime one. Well, you know, that sounds like a YouTube skate waiting to happen. Actually, right now. what if you? What if every time you you come in the house, you just sing uh, Oompa Loompa? Wouldn't that be fucking sweet? Man, you're that really be, high right now, I'm ain't you? Scared, fucking smoking that good Where'd shit. he come from? He's, he's got he's got friends somewhere. Why isn't he with his friends? Yeah. They probably miss him. Uh, so, Why so, is he in my house? So my question is, when they show the Keaton this next year, and then they tease the Prime One Jack Nicholson Joker, are you going to grab that one as well? Is my question. Dude, that's the thing. Is like, I can't do that. I can't. I don't know. By that time, how long is it? Two years old. I gotta feed the kid. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in two Tom, years. Tom, careful, you know what, Tom. He's in your head right now. Careful. You know what they yeah. need? Trunk they need a a prime one Michael Golf Alfred statue. Mm-hmm. Holding oh, holding his shit. hand like that, like he's holding a tray, and you actually could put a cup of tea on there, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Put yeah. the in and out burger on it. Bit. You know? I want a Billy D. Williams. Yeah, the Two Face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, shit. I don't know, man. I, I, the thing is, is if you get the, here's the thing, they teased a, uh, they teased a Bruce Wayne, uh, sculpts. It's not Batman. He doesn't have a cowl on. It's the Bruce Wayne face, right? Yes. He's on the prime one. So, so what is it? Is it going to be a Bruce Wayne, or what is it? No, that's you know the, I mean? that's, they just need to do Kilmer and get it over. That's with. a swappable head sculpt for the bat suit because they're not Prime One's not gonna do a tuxedo Bruce Wayne. <laughs> they're just not, you know. Here's the thing is if they if, if it's a Batman returns, I could probably pass on it. If it's an eighty nine, I'm fucked. 
That's interesting. That's really interesting. But odds because are it's I, gonna I, be an eighty nine. So sure. Yeah, if they do an eighty nine, there's. I mean, I'm gonna be babe. You know, if, if Shags was here, they'd be like, "Boy, you crazy boy." Returns. It's all about returns. Yeah, boy. I it would be. But no, it's the thing is, I could I could pass up. I, I could. That's how I could. That's how I can like pass it up. I'll be like, all right, if it's fucking Batman Returns, that's cool. It's all right. I'm, I'll pass on that. But. Oh shit. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. So stay tuned. This is Squirrel Girl, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? So, okay, what? I remember when your account started. You started your account, and it blew up like blew up, quickly. Like, blew up I like mean, Samsung blew up. phone, with, man. With the quickness. Yeah. Yeah. Started fucking. So, were you um, were you into Legos first from a young age, or were you into first into Batman, or? Where where did you get the idea to start the Legends of Lego Batman? <laughs> the Legend of Lego Batman. <laughs> I, w- I was into Batman first, actually. I got the idea after I watched the Lego movie. No and, shit. Yeah, after I saw the movie, because I had recently got into photography as like a hobby, so I was already familiar with taking pretty good quality pictures, and I was like, what if I scaled it down? Because I had no idea about the toy community or toy photographers or adults taking pictures of toys and And that's another thing like you know the 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 photography in your pieces isn't just like me with an iphone just taking a picture of my you know whatever mr freeze in front of a a black background i mean these are like high definition action poses and that's what really sets your 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 photos and your work apart from everybody else a lot of outdoor too mainly outdoor yeah i i try to do the outdoors i haven't done as much as i used to back in the day but that's just because there's a lot going on um but yeah i i i didn't have any legos at all and i initially bought like the knockoff lego batman because i didn't know the difference the real from the fake and i went on ebay and i was like all right four dollars i get 12 of them cool you know this is all i need and i started taking pictures of them and then all these little kids started inboxing me those are fake legos those are knockoffs. i love it they start they start tagging Lego. They start tagging their little kid friends, and I'm like, "What? These aren't these are these are real." And so I had to start doing my research. I had to start seeing uh, the real. Damn. And then Lego, little Lego Nazis, yeah, starting yeah. getting schooled by the little Lego kids. I was getting schooled by these little kids, and I didn't even know what they were talking about. Like, you have to know when you go to cons, they, there's so many fake Legos that they sell at the minifigure stands. Um, and Wait, do they have do they have Lego cons that are do nothing they have but Lego Legos? They have, they, they have um, it's more like where people build um, concept Legos, and then you go there and you show them off. Holy crap! Yeah, into one. I, I was gonna go to one earlier this year, but I couldn't make it. Mm. Between, so, between right, Funko so you, and Legos, man. Jeez. So you start, you start, uh, you start taking the pictures. Little kids start fucking talking shit to you and telling you what's what. So you got to start doing your homework again. When did so it start like picking up steam and blowing up? Well, actually, my first, uh, which I thought was a big break back in the day. <laughs> uh, I ha- I have like 135 followers, and, and I like, followed you, and you were like, "Wow, cool." No. And I'm like, "I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." How, 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 and I would, I would, I would follow some other toy photographers. I, I, I ran into Avanot's page um, on Flickr. He's like one of the OGs of toy photography, and I was just so amazed with 
his concept and his Star Wars hot photos. And so I started researching all about him and how he started and was asking him questions and that sort of stuff. Um, so I got really inspired by his work to, uh, um, to like start doing motion pictures and action pictures. And uh, I'm like, wow, how does this guy have so many followers? Like, how does he do it? And so I started using the hashtags and I have like 135 followers and a uh, um, Batman page who uh, will remain nameless, which will remain nameless, uh, sends me a DM and says that uh, they want to feature me on their page. And at this time, I'm like, wow, this person has 75,000 followers at this time. Sure. I'm so excited. This person tells me, OK, send me a picture that you want to be featured. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, cool. And then. The picture gets posted all of a sudden i get like 400 followers in like a couple of hours and then and then from there i think a couple of you guys started following my page from like the hashtags and uh i think that's when uh um the truth started coming out oh about. shit so i'm sitting back like trying to gather all this information wondering okay uh Wow, this person just gave me a shout out. I don't really know these guys, so let me let me see what's going on. What what's what? Who's telling the truth? Who's lying? <laughs> and then, uh, but anyways, past that, I just uh, um, started buying more and more Legos to try to uh, build uh, my collection, and uh, just kind of went from there. Really, you know, you bought more Legos to keep up with. You got to make content for your now popular Instagram. Is that true? Because don't. Because trust me, that's how it, it starts with a small little uh, Grandpa Batman figure, and now it's, <laughs> it's blossomed into this monstrosity that I'm sitting amongst right Blowing now. Up. Yeah, when, is when, that when, true? When a little kid tags you in a in a in a post <laughs> saying, "I got this Legends of Lego Batman," do you <laughs> have this yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> little kid talking shit. That's fucking yeah. funny, dude. I'm gonna have to go out and spend five hundred dollars to shut the little kid up. You know, yeah, you know, it was you a funny buy shit. Some expensive Legos dude, too. That's the that thing. That was is just like, a trip to Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't get it. Like I've seen it because I've I've hung out with Legends a bunch, and uh, the fucking funniest, mind blowing shit was we went to the Frank Miller signing at the Grove in Hollywood. And um, we got there like early as fuck in the morning. Like we we stood in line. Like wh- how what time? Like seven a.m. It, it was the like, same day that San Diego Comic Con tickets went on sale. We were in line. That's right. So so that must have been like nine. Or, so we were in line for a couple hours, and then nine o'clock or ten o'clock hit, and that's when we we were doing the pre-sale for you in line for that. So Miller, uh, Frank Miller was doing that. Um, he was doing the and the anniversary Dark Knight Returns sign, whatever the fuck it was. It was a Dark Knight Returns sign signing. Thirtieth. 30th anniversary of the Dark Knight Returns coming out. And um, we're him and I were like, dude, we got to go to this fucking signing deal. We have to. And so um, we get we he got there first. He's standing in line and uh, shout out to um, our buddy Stephen Bellow, because is that where we first met him? Steve, that our buddy Stephen. I think that was where we first met him. This guy, dude, this guy, Stephen, has the Bruce. Ins- Tim- huh? Yeah, he's got an insane Bruce Tim collection of uh, Bruce Tim commissions. He's got like over like, I think like at least 20, maybe 30 of them. Um, anyways, so uh, shout out to our boy, Steven. Long story short, uh, we're standing in line for Frank Miller to sign at the Grove. And then at the same time, we're on our like legends, iPad trying to like bring up the tickets to buy for San Diego comic-con. 
so we get inside the store, we get our ticket, we have to buy the book, and then you give you a wristband. Um, so then we came back later that night for the signing. And when we come back later that night, you know, we're really, really early. So we're just kind of walking around the store. And uh, he's like, he sees like the Lego section of the Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, he's like, I haven't seen this one yet. I don't have this one. Uh, so he gets this like two pack. Was it a Deathstroke and Harley? No, it was the uh, Harley and Batman. Um, it's like motorcycle race set. Yeah. So he gets this motorcycle race set. And um, so he buys it. And then we go and we sit like in the seats or the chairs uh, where we're about to wait for Frank Miller to show up. And he just kind of he holds up the little box set and he takes a picture of like the box set in the foreground and then like uh, where they're going to have the Q&A in the background. And he just like puts up he like posts up on his Instagram like uh, at the Frank Miller signing. Look what I just got. Right. And within fucking minutes, he like shows me his DMs and it's little kids like little fucking Lego, like little 10 year old Lego kids being like, where'd you get that? That doesn't get released yet. Where, how'd you get that? That hasn't come out yet. <laughs> like, where, where did you find that? that? That Those aren't supposed to come out yet. Dude, those those and little kids are crazy, man, because they're they're, 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 con- they're with their parents and they're like in the Lego club on the website <laughs> yeah, and all this shit dude. and the, the Lego events and they're on it's top of it. It's a different world, man. It's And what I, I was laughing because I'm looking at him and I'm like, he's in a different world than like, of, of like fandom even I mean we dabble here and there but the Lego stuff is a different world that I, I mean it, I didn't really see it for what it was until I see this guy's DMs blowing up and I go dude how many little kids are DM he's like bro DM <laughs> little kids DM me all day <laughs> like just asking him like where'd you get this or blah 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 and then he says like these little fuckers are always asking me where I get my customs from I'm not telling them shit <laughs> 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 Funny, dude. <laughs> oh god i'd say it had me in stitches i was like these little kids are just like telling them shit. these, <laughs> these thirsty boy. little kids so fucking here's, funny here's, here's a true story back when i initially started i had uh one of these little kids talking so much shit on my page about my my lego <laughs> batman being knockoffs so i blocked them because i wasn't going to try to argue with this little kid about what real and what's fake and then uh maybe like six months later my page had got like five or six thousand followers by this point and then uh, his little friend dm'd me and asked me if i could unblock him because his friend was sorry and he didn't mean it that's <laughs> <laughs> crazy Jeez. oh god that's funny he's like learning the error of his ways like, all right legends you win <laughs> you're the bigger you're the bigger man legends i'll give in he's a legend boy legends lego battle Send some to Ziggy. <laughs> Send some of those hot toys south. Well, I don't know. Send them to Where the trailer she? park. Where is she? Dummy.com. Our legend just bought another fucking hot toy over here, and here I am busting my balls and fucking trying to send my wife and kid over to Romania just so I can get them out of the fucking house for a couple of hours so I can take my pants off and breathe a little bit. <laughs> fucking legends over here is bringing up a, a haul crazier than my whole year. He's got a newborn baby at the house. His girlfriend's not saying shit to him. <laughs> Over here, I am just trying to sneak around. Ah, fuck's sakes. Hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.